this is totally not Danzig, and you're listening to the Shred Shack. Greetings, folks. I'm Dan Mack. And it's Chris Mack. Welcome you to episode 144 of the Shred Shack podcast, your premier source of news and uninformed yet heavily biased opinions pertaining to all things heavy metal. Airing bi-weekly on iTunes, Mixcloud, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Let's get started with some old business. I do not have the clips today. I am laying down. I am exhausted. <laughs> uh, no old business. No old business. Okay, so right on to new business. Let's get on to the, to the new stuff. All right, so, and well... With, with new business, we talk about new album releases. And uh, I have been out of touch the last couple weeks. Uh, I think there's maybe... Things I can just mention offhand, uh, the new Periphery live album was very good. Catatonia um, uh, released a new live album that was also very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, what is this one? Okay. Not sure what I listened to on that one. Oh, yes, I think that was, uh, okay. forgot what that was. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I think that was it for me. <laughs> I was only involved in the, the album of the day for a couple of days. Oh, New Harlot record was very good, um, and then I went on vacation. <laughs> yeah, you've been on vacation, so um, so I I have a copy of an album, but I haven't listened to it yet. It only came yesterday, and that is the new Hatebreed album. Mm, yes, I just so, I just put that on my queue today. So I'm going to be listening to that some point soon. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's Hatebreed. We typically know what to expect with them, so and it's always good. Yeah, so. But that is, I guess that's it for the, for the ongoing uh, new releases. How about what we've been listening to otherwise? Really, nothing, nothing much to tell you the truth. Nothing. Like I said, like, nothing like I said, on I vacation. Was, nothing really on vacation. No, no. I mean, the only thing that I would say is new, quote unquote, is that I I went into uh, watching the new uh, what's it called? Blah 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 blah. Uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 that okay. came out I think in like 2017 or something like that mm-hmm. um, had no idea it was none of the original cast like so Mike Nelson's not involved and the, the robots are different well uh, um, Mike Nelson wasn't the original uh, guy well, the, the, the one I'm more familiar with yeah uh, it wasn't the guys I'm more familiar with um, it's brand new cast uh, Patton Oswalt's in it it's pretty it was actually a lot better than I expected it to be. It was very funny, very good, mm-hmm. you know, very relevant. I thought a lot of the jokes were very, very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the, I think one of the best jokes of there was um, someone in the movie that they were watching says, let's talk about something that matters. And one of the robots says, black lives. <laughs> it was, uh, it was very good. Very, <laughs> very good. A lot, like I said, it was a lot better than I expected it to be. The movies are just as horrible of course. Uh, one of them was Mac and Me. Uh, oh, yeah. I've heard of that movie. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Then another one was Atlantic Rim, which is a direct ripoff of Pacific Rim. Uh-huh. And it was so bad. <laughs> like, so bad. Nice. <laughs> and Lords of the Deep, which is like a, a like a movie like The Abyss and stuff like that, came out around the same time as uh, as all those other underwater uh, terror, horror movies kind of thing. Yeah. It, it, that was really bad as well. I mean, that was really bad. Mm. So it's uh, it was it was quali- quality horribleness, <laughs> if you if you can say that. Of course, of course. 
Um, I have been doing more 10-word reviews, of course, um, but I've also been kind of stuck on a loop of a couple of songs on YouTube, um, well, until, well, until I got access to them on my own CDs, but, um, because I've been watching, I've been kind of changing up my, my viewing of things and been watching a lot of anime, I watched Cowboy Bebop, so I've had, um, I've had the end song stuck in my head. It's called The Real Folk Blues. Really good song. Um, something interesting about, like, some of these animes is that they have some, some weird music choices, like kind of jazzy choices. Um, and one of the shows I just started watching was Helsing, and the original series has, like, a very kind of laid-back jazzy intro, but it's, you know, it's kind of a violent show. It has vampires and stuff like that, and... And whatnot, but it just has this really laid back song to start it off, and it's like it doesn't seem to fit, but it's a really enjoyable song. That's cool. So I've been listening to that. A um, couple other little things that I, I come across here and there, but nothing really, nothing really kind of out of my own, out of my own whim at this point. Uh, yeah. Just because I, I, I'm trying to stick to, to business, but you know, I'm I'm waiting to get through our 10 more reviews for the rest of the year so that way I can get back into listening to my A to Z run, which is still pretty much at the end of A. <laughs> so, yeah, I have to go go through a couple albums I picked up in a while and then continue on with where I left off, which is um, tran- uh, Transitus with Arian. Oh, Arian. Yeah, yeah the, the, last, the last one of the letter A. So... And then I can venture on to the B, which will take me about, you know, 10 years. Yeah, lots of Black Label Society, Black Sabbath. Oh, yeah. Black Flag. Yeah. Black all, Crows. All the good stuff. So just just anything like that. So um, I'm pretty sure the A and the B section of my CDs takes up one full side of my spinning rack. I was so. going to say, then you get to the S's. Oh, yeah. That, that takes up a lot of space. <laughs> A lot of S bands out there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I'm gonna um, really start running through until you get to like the Q's. But yeah. Then, nope. Then you got Queensrÿche and Queen. Queensrÿche, so. Queensrÿche, Queen, Quiet Riot, and um, Quiet Room, so on yeah. and so forth. So, but yeah. Um, so that's been it. So let's move on um, to. Uh, do we have obituaries? We do not have obituaries. Woot. We do not have obituaries. Thank you, Although, t- thank you, 2020. I think just today it was announced that David Prowse, who is the original body of Darth Vader from the original trilogy, had passed away at 85. Mm. Uh, he was also in A Clockwork Orange, um, and he apparently he had a very big falling out with uh, Star Wars in general, and he um, was not, it was a kind of like almost excommunicated from the... Uh, from it or something like that. Really? Yeah, he, it was very tumultuous. But he was the, the physical form of Darth Vader in all three of the original trilogy. Wow. Yeah. Not the stunt double, though, or the sword fighter. Just the physical presence. Gotcha. But other than that, no uh, no, no other obituaries that I, that I can remember. Okay. All yeah. right, you ready for some general news? Uh, yes. All right, Hudson Music has announced the Neil Pert Drum Set Scholarship. Applications begin in March of 2021 through the Percussive Arts Society. Uh, they will they will annually award four drummers the opportunity for online drum set lessons from well-known artists and, and educators. 
always cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, just scholarship. Mm-hmm. You said scholarship, scholarship because of because of Neil Peart. Okay, well, I mean, it's cool. Just probably could have done that earlier. <laughs> All right, Corn, Metallica, Mastodon, Billy Corgan, Dave Navarro, and Chris Novoselic are among the artists who will take part in virtual tribute performances when Allison Chains is presented with this year's Music of Pop Culture Founders Award on December 1st. Allison Chains, of course, will also play at the event. Other scheduled performances, uh, scheduled performances include Metallica, Billy Corgan, Corn, Ann Wilson of Heart, Duff McKagan, Corey Taylor, Nancy Wilson of Heart, Dave Navarro and Chris Chaney of Jane's Addiction, Mark Lang- Langan of Screaming Trees and Mad Season, Mastodon, Taylor Hawkins of Foo Fires, Chris Novoselic, Shooter Jennings, Soundgarden members Tad Doyle and uh, with Soundgarden members with Tad Doyle and Mike McCready, um, Lily C- Cornell Silver, which is the daughter of Chris Cornell, Fishbone, and Chris DeGarmo of Queensryche. Wow, Chris DeGarmo. Yep. Yeah. All right, Bonhams is auctioning off the drum kit late Rush drummer Neil Peart used on tour and in the studio with the band from 1974 through 1977. This is going to be a lot of news like that, I feel. Like a well, lot yeah, of... well, here's another one, actually. Mm-hmm. Alex Van Halen's stage-played complete drum kit, which he used on Van Halen's 1980 Invasion Tour, is available for purchase from Reverb.com. For $275,000, Jesus, a portion of the proceeds will go to charity. They did not specify which one. Just, just, who has, like, does a fan have that kind of money? Uh, maybe a super fan? Uh, a rich fan? <laughs> seriously. Yeah. They, they gotta be rolling in the dough. They gotta be making it rain somewhere. An Arabian prince who's a fan of, uh, you know, Van Halen? Seriously. All right, Primary Wave Music Publishing, the leading independent publisher of iconic and legendary music in the world, continues their steady stream of acquisitions, announcing to, uh, announcing that they have acquired the music publishing catalog and master royalty stream of the multi-platinum band Disturbed. The multi-million dollar deal encompasses the Grammy-nominated band's publishing and master income stream for their compositions and masters across their entire career to date, including Indestructible, The Vengeful One, and Stricken. Terms of the deal also include access to the publishing firm's marketing team and publishing infrastructure, which includes digital strategy, licensing, sync opportunities, and film and TV production. Primary Wave will additionally work with the band to market their name and likeness. Cool. I mean, does that make much of a difference on anything that they're doing right now? Or? Probably not. It's just if anything, it probably be they, they might become more. Um, Parent or commercial visible in like yeah. TV commercials and movies and stuff like that. Oh, that'll be that'll be wonderful. So <laughs> I mean, just <laughs> I mean, it won't be as cool as Falconer being played in a car commercial, but <laughs> but hey, it's 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 a it's a step in the right direction. I all guess. I know is that Vicks VaporRub doesn't use down with the sickness. I'm gonna be very disappointed. Oh my god! If there's any like seriously like any COVID nineteen related. Uh, commercial should have that song for real yeah all right Corey taylor stars in the halloween horror anthology bad candy from production company digital thunderdome the film was written directed by scott hansen and desiree cornell and also features zach galligan the star of the gremlins and waxworks franchises bad candy follows local halloween stories of both myth and less and lessons learned in the community of new salem 
with its annual Psychotronic FM Halloween show, reenactment, de- uh, reenactment radio DJs Chili Billy, which is played by Taylor, and Paul weave the tales of the supernatural of years gone by. I, I kind of missed half of that. I just... It's a movie. It's a horror anthology. It probably seems like like a Tales from the Crypt type of thing, or mm. uh, you know, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Or it's a bunch of <laughs> random stories that are told through the voice of uh, radio DJs. One of them played by Taylor. Sorry, I just imagine like an episode of Scooby Doo with Corey Taylor in it. <laughs> <laughs> Heart will get the biopic treatment because we don't have enough of those after Bohemian Rhapsody. The news of a heart movie was broken by frontwoman Ann Wilson during a November 25th chat with Lindsay Parker on the Sirius XM show Volume West. The heart biopic will be written and directed by Carrie Brownstein of Sleaterkini and Portlandia fame and will be produced for Amazon by Linda Opst, who has produced more than 20 movies and TV shows including Interstellar, Contact, Sleepless in Seattle, The Fisher King, Flashdance, Amazon's Good Girls Revolt, TV Land's Hot in Cleveland, Sci-Fi's Helix, and NBC's miniseries The 60s. Okay. I don't think we needed all that 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 part of the pedigree. You're just yeah. like, you could have just you could have just limited that to a few things. Well, okay, well, you gonna you gonna you gonna fucking comment on my cut and paste job here? Oh <laughs> yeah, right. You cut and paste because you're because you're just you know. Oh, okay. Do you write the script? I don't Do you want, want to take a turn? You want to take a turn? Well, I don't. I don't want to write the script. Then shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I already. I already do plenty of editing. That is also very, very true. The least I can do is the script, copy and paste. Copy and paste. Corey Taylor's Highway Six 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 is the official theme song for WWE's Tables, Ladders, and Chairs event. The final WWE pay per view of 2020 will take place on December 20th at a new Thunderdome setup in uh, at the Tropicana Field in Tampa Bay, Florida. I'm looking forward to that, but I mean, I haven't heard this this particular song, so, so. I haven't been a I, I wasn't a fan of his his solo stuff. So okay. All right, last but not least, here for some general news: System of a Down's music video for the song "Chop Suey" has surpassed one billion views on YouTube. It is the first System of a Down System of a Down track to reach the milestone. And, of course, they join a diverse and elite group of artists who surpassed the 1 billion mark, a list which includes Nirvana's uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit, Guns N' Roses' November Rain, Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody, and Linkin Park's Numb and In the End. So, quick story about that song. About which song now? Chop Suey. Okay, Chop Suey. So, I have a patient who is young. I'd say nearly half my age and in session they made a reference to it and then acted like I had no idea I would have no idea what it was wow and I was like dude am I that old you are that old now. Uh, apparently I'm that old that I would not have known about a song that that was came about when I was 16 right you were their age when they when when you heard it when it first came out yeah pretty much it's like well i was i was younger than him but i'm sure he heard it when he was 16 and it's uh-huh. like dude dude i'm i'm aware of things i'm hip i'm, I'm hip. cool i'm cool <laughs> i know but things I'm, but i'm tired during the day <laughs> i mean like i i've been i've been using uh i've been using discord lately and i've been kind of having to adapt to like the shorthand typing of things and i'm like what the hell does that mean <laughs> so I, I some things i've had to look up some of the things some things i figured out on my own but it's like really does that really need to be abbreviated or are you just lazy as hell i mean have you have you 
noticed? It's it's really like it's getting really bad. It's like seriously, you don't have to shorten things to like you know by one letter. You can just you can just say the thing. Yeah, true, true. I mean, I get it. I get it. It's ridiculous. All right, but that was it for general news. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one has any books coming out, so nothing has been written. Okay. Not spreading the disease. I mean, we are pretty much in a, in a phase where I think everyone is kind of coming to terms with not looking forward to anything for the moment. Yeah, we're just kind of we're just kind of used to it at this point, just kind of getting by. Uh, he's the one they call Doctor Field. Not so good. Got nothing for that one. <laughs> Real quick, going back to the uh, not spreading the disease thing. Uh, All there, right. was, there was an article on Blabbermouth uh, with an interview of Ozzy, and it said, "If I get COVID nineteen, I'm fucked." And I was like, "Tell us something we don't know, yeah, old for man." Real, dude. <laughs> like, As a matter of fact, I think he's the one person that's a high risk that will probably survive with flying colors. Probably yes. Because uh, there's nothing that can kill the Grimace or Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, I, I look at him and I look at guys like Keith Richards, and I think like of that that Simpsons bit where Mr. Burns has every disease known to man, including some diseases that have only been discovered in him. And he, just, he, and, and, and he pretty much just goes, you mean I'm indestructible? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the slightest breeze could be, ah, indestructible. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of. That That is fairly accurate, I would say. I yeah. would definitely, yeah. Okay. All right, no one's getting better because no one's not feeling unwell, so that's good. No one's breaking the law. Metallica hasn't broken anything recently. Nothing no one, happened. No one's feuding. You go on vacation, nothing happens. I, I, I know, I know. Like, leading up to the vacation, I was I was checking every day, and there was, like, nothing going on. Nothing going on. Uh, Alcoholica, though. Mm-hmm. So, Dallas Craft Brewery Texas Ale Project has announced a new beer collaboration with legendary Texas music icons Pantera. All right, the Pantera Golden Ale, which is going to be 5.4 uh, alcohol by volume. The first beer to bear the Pantera name will be available in March of 2021. Uh, it's going to have a clean finish and brewed with Cascade and Citra hops. The scheduled release is March 1st, 2021 from Dallas and will be available at fine retailers across Texas as well as through uh, Tabor for direct-to-consumer shipping in the United States. More information on release events and product availability will be published in January. Very cool. Very um, cool. I mean, we don't drink, so... Meh. I mean, I would expect something more along the lines of a whiskey for them, but beer is, you know, I guess, just as good for them. Whiskey and weed and Black Sabbath. Pretty much, yeah. Don't forget Slayer. And Slayer. Yeah, well, you know, God Slayer. damn electric. Yeah. So. All right, racing for merchandise. There's a bunch in this one. Oh, good. I'm excited. All right. So, of course, the pop vinyl collectible company Funko, best known for its big-headed pop figures, has teamed up with Slipknot for one of its latest artist collaborations. Pre-orders for figures of frontman Corey Taylor, programmer sampler Craig Jones, and DJ Sid Wilson are now available at SlipknotMerch.com. Figures of some of the other members of Slipknot will apparently follow at a later date. Yeah, I was going to say, like, some of the... Important members, maybe. I mean, even like the more like, f- like more forefront members, like Clown. He kind of yeah. he deserves to be a fucking action figure. But uh, I'm actually with this with this. I'm actually surprised they didn't do it sooner. For for sure, for yeah. sure. Especially, I mean, 
they're gonna they're probably this is like the first one then of course they're gonna have to do like the the error ones or like you know the first slipknot mask and then like you know the uh uh all hope is gone error mask. oh yeah yada, yada, yada. yeah the, the money they can make off of super super fans the fact oh, that yeah. they haven't done that yet like you said is is pretty surprising seriously all right, Puck Hockey, the hockey-based fashion brand, has announced a new relationship with the much-respected French metal band Gojira to deliver a new collection of items. The Gojira Puck Hockey collection includes many pro-level quality hockey-themed items like crested hockey jerseys, pullover and zip-up hoodies, flannels, raglan shirts, t-shirts, and hats. The collection has just dropped and is available at www.puckhockey.com. That is cool. I always loved hockey jerseys because they're oversized and they always look really awesome, but they're so expensive. Yeah, I remember the only one I've ever seen you wear was the Pantera one. Back that was like there. a that was a fake one because it was cloth. It wasn't even a jersey. It was just a yeah. jersey style. Yeah, but I love that shirt. Closest thing I have is that soccer jersey from Iron Maiden. True, true. Anthrax have joined forces with the Stockholm-based Nezumi Studios and its, and its founder, Dave Campo, to create a, and produce the limited-to-fifty uh, dive watches, the Anthrax Persistence of Time Edition. See what they did there? The watch was inspired by the band's gold-certified Grammy-nominated Persistence of Time, currently celebrating its 30th anniversary and release. Each one of the 50 watches is individually numbered, was 100% designed by the company and features a DLC satin black coated case, a Japanese mechanical movement, Swiss Luminova on dial and hands, and a premium vegetable tanned leather strap. Cool, but, I mean, limited to 50? Limited to 50. That's that's pretty wild. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty low. I mean... <laughs> I can imagine, like when when I hear about things that are, that are in low quantities, I always think like there's gonna be like someone out there who's like, I must be the only one, and then just go out and kill everyone and destroy their watches. <laughs> you know, that, like that's the thing I always think of. You know, like when it when it comes to like like when I think of the fact that I still have an ET cartridge from Atari, and I'm like, I must murder everyone who has one of these, <laughs> so I can be the only one. There can be only one. Throw the you throw you all into the desert of Alamogordo. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving into yet another artistic medium, modern art. Our modern rock storyteller Claudio Sanchez of Coheed and Cambria has announced. A partnership between his comic book brand, Evil Inc., and leading action figure manufacturer and collectible producer, Nika, to re, uh, release the inaugural line of the Armory, the Armory Wars. Armory. 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 Almond. Almond, almond, Action figures, all right? Pre-orders are live on the band's official site and are expected to ship for the holidays. This fulfills a dream for Sanchez as he integrates the sci-fi concept behind the band's concept albums into the toy space for the first time. The story protagonist, Coheed and Cambria Kilganon, Kilganon, yeah, come to life as intricately detailed, 8-inch, fully posable action figures with detachable weapon accessories. To promote the figures, the band shared a throwback 90s-style action figure commercial featuring their heroic husband and wife duo as a nostalgic nod to the toy renaissance of their youth. What is the name of the villain? Name of the what? The villain. I don't, I don't know what the God, name of the God, villain, but this, God, the, God, nah, what? the the protagonist or Coheed and Cambria, mm -hmm. uh, Kilganon. Okay, 
I was going to say, because it sounds a little close to Ganon, and we're talking about Legend of Zelda. Yeah, it's Kill Ganon. Well, it's Ganon with Kill in front of it. Okay, so so basically it just kind of has it in the title that they have to kill this person. I got I, it. And I never realized that they're, the band's name, Coheed and Cambry, were the characters in their stories. Because well, I'm, I'm, I'm not 100% familiar with the stories. So. Neither am I. So. so it seems like that their whole fucking existence is based on it. So that's pretty goddamn cool. And yeah. now it gives me a deeper appreciation. And yeah. now I have to go back and listen to everything. That's kind of the same case with Iron Savior. I'm pretty sure their entire catalog is one big concept album. That's pretty badass. Yeah. That is badass. All right. L.A. Pop Art, a leader in word art design and apparel, has recreated one of the world's most iconic band logos using the titles of ACDC's biggest hits, as well as some of the iconic imagery that has defined the incredible career of one of the greatest rock bands of all time. So what they do is they use a logo, and they put like they make it out of words and images and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Creator have collaborated with Coffee Roasters The Barn on their first blend, Black Sunrise. The yeah. coffee sources, uh, sources beans from Brazil and features a smooth and chocolatey taste. Black Sunrise is available from thebarn.de. I will have to look into that. I think I posted that on our Discord for a future tries episode. I do believe you did that, yes. And um, I'm just, you know... With a name like Black Sunrise, I'm expecting another dark roast, in which case I'm going to be sorely disappointed. I'm sure, but with a smooth and chocolatey taste, I'm sure it will be great, especially cold brewed. Yeah. Well, it better taste like friggin' chocolate, damn it. <laughs> All right, last one, I'll leave here for merchandising. In December, ACDC will release the official Back in Black World Tour die-cast truck. The authentic Mac Superliner 60-inch flat-top sleeper cab die-cast metal replica model comes paired with a Kentucky storage trailer and features an opening hood with authentic engine detail, posable front wheels, accurately de- detailed cab interior, pivoting fifth wheel for trailer attachment, functioning trailer landing gear jack stands, the de- and detailed chassis and undercarriage. The replica is decorated with a stable metallic black paint scheme with matte black accents. You can see the band's iconic logo and Thunderbolt throughout the truck. It features band members' signatures on the driver's side of the tra- trailer and the track and the track listing of the album on the passenger side of the trailer. The replica comes in custom ACDC packaging. The 164th scale replica measures approximately 12 and a quarter inches long, one and, a qu- one and three quarters inches wide, and three and a half inches high. ACDC's Back in Black die-cash truck is available for pre-order. For $129 and expected to ship during the second week of December. Ugh, you're killing me. 100, 130 bucks for a Hess truck? Yeah, pretty much it's a Hess truck painted black. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I can make a mint at this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but that's it for merchandising. Okay. Merchandising. That's a lot, that's a lot of merchandise. I'm sure they're, they're gearing up for, for Christmas. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, nothing for puzzles at the moment. Recording news. Recording news. Mm-hmm. Joel Hoekstra returns with his second album, Running Games, from his electrifying solo project, Joel Hoekstra's 13, on February 12th, 2021. Joined by Russell Allen on vocals, Tony Franklin on bass, and Vinnie Apice on drums, and Derek Sherinian on keyboards, Joel and company pick up where his debut, Dying to Live, left off. Now that sounds cool. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. 
A Day to Remember has returned with news of its widely anticipated new album, You're Welcome. Set for release on March 5th, 2021, You're Welcome marks the platinum-selling band's debut album for Fueled by Ramen. Great fucking record label title. Yes, but I'm going to release an album in in response to that that's called I Didn't Ask for This. <laughs> You're welcome. So take your welcome and stick it up your ass. You're welcome. Ashes of Aries, the band featuring former Ice Earth members Matt Barlow and Freddie Vidalis, will release a 12-inch black vinyl EP, Throne of In of Inequity. Probably, I guess so. Uh, on December 18th, via Roar, Rock of Angels. Really, you had to emphasize that. It has an exclamation point. It's all in caps. So it doesn't mean you're yelling all the the, the Roar. Not yelling all the song titles for uh, the album Addicted by Devin Townsend. Are you sure I'm not doing that? <sighs> Limited to 300 copies, the EP that contains one new Ashes of Aries song, Throne of Inequity, as well as two cover tracks, uh, including Chicago's 26 or 25 or 6 to 4, and Kansas's Dust in the Wind. Oh. For the recordings, the duo was reinforced by Ty, uh, Kyle Taylor on drums and Bastion's Wake Ray Hunter, who plays the acoustic guitar on Dust in the Wind. This EP will also be available as digital stream download and is the forerunner of the band's third full-length album that will follow in 2021. I could just, like, I didn't know about the covers, but, like, Matt Barlow and and what was described by Pat as being shot in the stomach kind of singing, um, like singing Dust in the Wind would be awesome. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, because he, cause he literally, like, when he's getting into those emotional moments, he sounds like he's fucking dying. <laughs> <laughs> Life of Agony singer Mina Caputo, Caputo has released a new solo album titled The Moons. The Moans? M-O-N-E-S? Okay. The Moneys. <laughs> uh, fans can check out the new rec- uh, record exclusively via Caputo's Bandcamp page. Right on. Moonspell have re- de- revealed details of their 13th studio album, Hermitage, due on February 26, 2021, via Napalm Records. That uh, I actually want to hear, because I've heard a little bit of Moonspell in the past, and they're actually really good. I just haven't given them enough attention. All right. Next up. Next up. In the summer of, 2020, of 2019... Weathermaker Music began to release digital-only clutch covers and re-recorded songs from their vast catalog as a way to stay active and give fans a regular dose of clutch every six or so weeks. The campaign is called the Weathermaker Vault Series, and it has been successful so far with the digital release of nine singles. Weathermaker Music is now releasing a 10-track physical album on CD and 12-inch vinyl as the Weathermaker Vault Series Volume 1. The album will contain one previously unreleased track, a Spanish-language cover version of Algo Ha Cambiado, Cambiado, a hard rock and shuffle written by the legendary blues guitarist Norberto Napoletano, affectionately known as Papo. Uh, He was in the the pioneering Argentinian blues metal band Papo's Blues. All right, the the CD and the digital album versions will be released on November 27th, so that just passed. I just got it on my uh, Spotify. Uh, 12-inch color vinyl, opaque white LP version will be available in the new year. Woot. Yes, Clutch is being very prolific in their downtime. 
because of COVID. Well, they should be. I, I, like, I feel like everyone should be. I Pretty mean, much. I mean, come on. Even Metallica is allegedly being so. Yeah, I mean, allegedly they are very strong into serious songwriting right now. Which means we'll still have an album in about five years. So, so, so Lars is just kind of sitting there behind the drum kick going, Rock it, rock it, Maybe he'll take it out of the toilet this time. <laughs> I Hate God has returned to Century Media Records with an eye towards a spring 2020 release of the group's first album in seven years, A History of Nomadic Behavior. Cool. Excuse me. All right. That's it for recording news. No one has is releasing any live shit anytime soon, and no one is rewinding, replaying, rebounding, or reissuing their shit. Really? Not even in time for Christmas? Not even in time for Christmas. I well, looked at the the, the fall. I looked at the like the upcoming weeks of new releases, mm-hmm. and the, the lists are very short. For the for well, December. yeah. I mean, I think the list cuts off on the 18th of December because twenty the following week is Christmas Day, and they're not going to release it then. True. True. Um. Now, I have seen some stuff that's coming out next year, which, you know, some of it is pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. So, Hopefully we get, I, I think, I know I know Megadeth is, is in the studio recording a new record right right now. Well, I, I, meant, so, I, I meant insofar as the uh, the stuff that's announced. Not, oh. not, not, not like, yeah, we're working on it. We'll tell oh, you, gotcha, we'll tell gotcha, you when. Because, gotcha. like, the list of people who are working on stuff, even better, of course. But, like, starting off the year uh, is the new Accept album. True. So, you know, start off the year with a friggin' banger because you can, you can set your watch to accept. So That is very true. Very true. All right. The good that men and women do. Due to popular demand, Metallica's live and acoustic from HQ helping hands concert and auction, benefiting the bands all within my hands foundation has been extended. The live show may have ended and the auction was closed, but there's a little more time to catch this unique worldwide concert event on demand. Ticket packages will be available to purchase until 11.59 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Giving Tuesday, December 1st, at this location. Um, Whatever website that was, that was highlighted. I copied and pasted it. Metallica thanks all those who supported All Within My Hands by watching, donating, and participating in the online auction. Thanks to the fans and generous sponsors, Metallica's first ever pay-per-view event live stream on November 14th has raised over $1.3 million so far. Those funds will be used to work with partners at Feeding America and the American Association of Community Colleges, along with supporting COVID-19 and disaster relief efforts in the coming months. Cool. All right, next up is crowdfunding. Okay, so I don't have my my tablet with me, uh, but I did look at it earlier. Um, So I'm pretty sure by now the uh, itself Kickstarter has ended. It was successful. Um, Numbers I do not have. Um, I had mentioned the Q-Stack song with uh, David Hasselhoff, um, which is currently over 300% funded. Oh, shit. And there are about 37 hours to go in that one. Yeah, people uh, want some Hoff. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I'm waiting for that track. <laughs> I, I will listen the living hell out of that track. Um, so that's that's already... We knew that from the very beginning when I when I first announced it. The other Pretty one much, that yeah. we've been talking about lately is the one for Celtic Legacy. Um, still kind of struggling to get there. Uh, we've been t- we've been pushing them the last two shows. I put them on the Discord channel, uh, but they currently sit about fifty three percent. With I think I think it was eighteen days to go. Um, 
So I will continue to push that, and hopefully these guys get what they they need to get the um, their debut album kind of redone and and reissued and everything like that. So, um, but yeah, they currently sit at fifty three percent. So go go check out their stuff at CelticLegacy.bandcamp.com. Get a little feel for the music and contribute, please. Um, now there were some other ones that came up um, in the past few days. I remember looking at it. I remember going to the metal section of Kickstarter like two days ago and seeing just one thing, and then suddenly like four more jumped up. Nice. Now, I didn't get to do any research on them because I was trying to watch uh, the video for one, and it just died. So I was like, okay, this will be next time because they all seem to have a, uh extended time frame. So we'll have some time before then to, to push their stuff. Um, but for right now... We're still keeping on the on the Celtic legacy and really, really kind of rooting for them. So, um, but that is it. All right. Now we're up to shit I want. Um, I don't think I want anything, but you did your annual shopping <laughs> on the Black Friday <laughs> nuclear blast site here. Uh, so please tell us in, in, in just inform of us of what you have splurged for yourself on for being such a good boy this year. Uh, do, you, do you mean like name some of the stuff name or some, to talk see. talk about how many items well, I bought, let's, what let's I spent see, on let's it? See, let's see. Tell us what you got and then tell us what else was available. Okay, better question is what didn't I get? Okay, then there you go. Why don't we just start <laughs> with what's available and then we can just guess what you got. Okay, so um, let me let me try to recall this because I, cause I, I spent – Last year, uh, I was trying to do a lot of um, uh, collection finishing, and I tried to get some vinyl records and everything like that. This year was all about live stuff and Blu-ray DVD. No shit. Yes. Um, as far as as far as what I got, so um, oh man, let me try to think of it. Hang on. Um, so some ones that I can definitely recall here: um, Creator. London Apocalypticon, I think that was what it's called. It's Is that the Apocalypt- newer one? Wasn't yeah, that was, I think that was a more recent one, but uh came in as the CDs and DVDs or Blu-rays, whatever. Um, so there's that. Um, I think I bought... There There was a bunch of that, like, when I bought... When I picked up everything last year, I was like, okay, next year, if these are on sale again, I'll start working on that collection. So I started to pick up some Agnostic Front. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I bought... Most of the catalog for Night Flight Orchestra. Oh yeah, buddy, that's what's up. Um, do 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 do. What else? God, I can't remember. There was, okay, there was there was forty seven items. Holy shit! Yeah. Good fucking god, bro. Dude, the sale is good. <laughs> if the sale is good, I'm gonna do it. Holy shit! Yeah. So it, it was a lot. It was a lot of focusing on on. The video side of things. So things that like, you know, a lot of live concert stuff that came either with CDs or by itself, uh-huh. I, went, I went for. So there's like a Sabaton thing in there. There's an In Flames record in there. You know, these kind of things. Yeah. Um, but that's that was my focus for this year because like I was like, okay, I have the rest of the albums and everything else is, you know, not necessarily to my liking, but there's all this other stuff that I could I could enjoy but it's live. I'm normally under most cases I wouldn't buy it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I was like, okay, the, we're doing that. <laughs> so that's what I did. Um, but that was what I wanted for so long, and it actually, I I didn't, I was stoked that it came up a week early because I thought it started on actual Black Friday, but no, it started on like Sunday, Monday before it. I was like, yeah. 
So I bought all that. <laughs> and uh, I will be paying it off for a few months. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Yep. That is wonderful. Yep. Good, 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 uh, good, good thanks to the credit card. Hell yeah. Yeah, so. All right. So, concert news. You ready for some concert news? Uh, if there is any. Oh, well, well remote. we have a couple of different things here. So, no one's doing the drive-in thing. I don't know how well that was received, because I haven't heard anything about these drive-in concerts yeah. recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do have a lot from the comfort of your own home, of course, a lot of the streaming stuff. So, we have a bunch of those. All right. So, Evanescence will host its first public performance of the COVID era, a live stream concert experience dubbed Evanescence, a live session from Rock Falcon Studio on Saturday, December 5th. The live stream will be available through Tuesday, December 8th. The band, which postponed their massive 2020 international tour earlier this year, safely assembled from Nashville, Sacramento, and Germany to perform live renditions of songs from their upcoming album, The Bitter Truth, for the first time as well as some fan favorites and a few can't-miss surprises. So I'm, it sounds like this has already been filmed, and it's just going to be streaming on December 5th. Yeah, and that's cool, but um, completely unrelated to that, but I'm still laughing about. It's like they call it the COVID era. It's like the Dark Ages and, <laughs> and, and the Medieval Era, the Paleolithic Era, and the COVID, COVID era. era. yes. You know, just, just, this is this, this span of time that is just you know hindered by this. Yeah. Yeah, remember? Remember, it was just like you know, three, six weeks, flatten the curve. Eight <laughs> months later, here we are. Uh, has it? Oh my God, it is eight months. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. haven't seen the light of day. <laughs> I barely left my house. What? What day? Where? I was just, I was thinking of. Um, remember the uh, the Brack show? Yes. The episode where they do the time travel thing to get homework done. I don't remember specifics. Okay, well, there's a part where, like, no one's doing the homework. They're all playing these video games, so there's, like, 20 of each character in the room. (laughs) And one of them just goes, I haven't eaten in 25 days! Somebody feed me! (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm thinking right now. That sounds great. It's just kind of lost in this whole little little world of, like, oh, no, sunlight, natural light, I don't want to see it. That's great. The bells. The bells. <laughs> All right. Well, Hollywood Undead have announced the Hollywood Undead House Party, a wild, no holds barred virtual global party event on December 18th featuring classic Undead hits and new, never before seen favorites from their forthcoming album, New Empire Volume 2. Mm-hmm. And maybe even some very special party crashing guests. The event, produced in partnership with Danny Wimmer Presents, is now on sale with a variety of party-themed packages ranging from standard tickets to merch and party packs, as well as a limited amount of virtual meet-and-greet packages. The number of times you said party in that entire entire uh, paragraph... And the fact that Andrew WK wasn't mentioned... Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking! <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say! <laughs> You can't have the word party in a sentence that many times without saying Andrew W.K. Seriously. That's for sure. Because when it's time to party, we will party hard. Exactly. Seven Dust will perform its entire Animosity album during a January 8th, 2021 live stream event from uh, Opav in Orlando, Florida. Which that's is, pretty cool. Which is cool because that's actually probably my favorite album. I was going to say, I think, that, I think that besides their debut, I think that one is my favorite. Yeah really good album uh, following the release of their semi-prophetic top 10 album Easter is cancelled 
at the end of last year. Their darkness are returning to close 2020 with a new message of festive joy and goodwill with a live concert in street from London's Indigo at the O2 on December 18th at 8pm. It will also be recorded for a live album, Streaming of a White Christmas, out in April 2021 on CD and vinyl in partnership with Live Here Now. Tickets for Lockdown Live, Streaming of a White Christmas with The Darkness are available on pre-sale via the band's official merch store uh, and also via Townsend. Uh, fans can also pre-order the forthcoming live album. Sweet. You know who, you know, just, just sorry, just, you know, th- that's cool and everything, but like, you know who I, I just realized hasn't really done much during the, the pandemic? That's Electric Six. Who? Electric Six. Oh. Like, they've been so prolific over the last few years, and then it's like, this is the time where they could be doing something, and it's like, what are you guys doing? Chilling. <laughs> Chilling. Yeah. So. But, no, the darkness, the, I, I like the darkness, so um, that would be... That'd be kind of cool. I just love the I just love the opening, the semi-prophetic Easter is canceled album. <laughs> that that was like wow, wow. I mean that that's a good cut and paste job. <laughs> Foo Fires will take part in Amazon Music's new three-part holiday concert series hosted by Lil Nas X, titled Amazon Music Holiday Plays, premiering December first, with a new episode airing every Tuesday at eight p.m. through December fifteenth. Mm-hmm. This global music moment is the first holiday special from Amazon Music and will feature outlandish sets, playful Q&As, and intimate performances from artists. Woot. The Foo Fighters are being pretty uh, pretty out there right now. They have a new album coming out, which I'm pumped for. So they are making themselves known. KISS will perform a virtual KISS 2020 Goodbye concert on New Year's Eve. To send off 2020 in their larger-than-life style on New Year's Eve, their iconic rock and roll Hall of Fame multi-platinum selling band is reigniting the fire and roaring back to life. In true Kiss fashion, they are bringing the biggest and baddest concert event and pyrotechnic show of the year, proving once again that Kiss never does anything small. The massive stage production and free pre-show will be brought directly into your living room at 9 p.m. live from Atlantis, Dubai on December 31st. Filled with more than 50 cameras and 360-degree views, this show, produced by Landmarks, can be seen globally with ticketing technology and live stream powered by Tixer. An experience like no other virtual concert before. Yada, 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 kiss, kiss, kiss my ass. <laughs> just, just Some of the things in that were just ridiculous. First of all, they never do anything small. I'm pretty sure that's a penis joke. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, number two... Um, the fact that they're, they're 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 calling it goodbye wrong. You guys do that enough. Don't like. No, they're kissing twenty twenty goodbye. I know Kiss. you're you're kissing twenty twenty goodbye, but you do not call it a goodbye thing because you're kiss. True. Never say farewell to anything because you're kiss. True. And here's here's the funniest bit. Apparently, they were part of the the, the stripped down uh, Macy's Day Parade for Thanksgiving this year. Really? All right. And there was a tweet from uh, Paul Stanley about how poorly it was for them because they were apparently when they signed on to do it, they were shown sketches of like this huge float with a hundred of like baton twillers and kiss makeup and yada yada yada. And what they actually got was a pickup truck pulling a U-Haul fucking stage and with two very unenthusiastic uh, uh, escorts. <laughs> it was hilarious. Well, it didn't seem all that festive in general. I mean, so. it, 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 it really looked like the tiny Stonehenge from Spinal Tap. <laughs> it was great. I mean, I, I 
What did they expect? I don't, I don't fucking know. Considering the restrictions, what, what did they expect? I, and I, I know that they're like on board with the whole restrictions and wearing masks thing and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, guys, guys, did you expect to set the city on fire or what? Yeah. All right, last but not least here, this is a pretty long one. Uh, Avatar have announced a series of concert streams uh, titled Avatar Ages, an impossible concert experience that will take place over the course of January 2021. The four-part concert film experience launches January 9th and will feature songs from Avatar's celebrated catalog, starting with the performance of their latest album, Hunter Gatherer, in full. The subsequent January concert will feature fan-voted setlists chosen by ticket purchasers with songs from Avatar Country, Feathers and Flesh, Hail the Apocalypse, Black Waltz, Thoughts of No Tomorrow, uh, Schlacht, and Avatar. So here's the schedule. All right, so Saturday, January 9th, uh, it's called Age of Dreams, which is the hunter-gatherer from start to finish, plus Avatar's biggest songs. On Saturday, January 16th, Age of Illusions. This will be a fan-voted setlist from Feathers and Flesh and Avatar Country, so those two specific albums. On Saturday, January 23rd, Age of Madness will also be a fan-voted setlist from Black Waltz and Hail the Apocalypse. And finally, on January 30th, uh, Age of Memories, which is going to be another fan-voted set list of Thoughts of No Tomorrow, Schlocked, and Avatar. Concert stream tickets are available for individual shows and as a four-show package. Various ticket bundles are also available, offering exclusive merchandise such as t-shirts, hoodies, vinyl, and commemorative uh, laminate. A limited number of exclusive virtual meet-and-greets with the entire band are also available. Fans will be able to select their date and time period in advance, and after their personal meet-and-greet, they'll receive a video file of their conversation, as well as the opportunity to take pictures during the experience. Visit www.avatarages.com for all details and to purchase tickets. That is quite elaborate. Yeah, that is very elaborate. But it sounds very cool. Yes, yes. You ready for some festival news? I'm serious. I'm serious. Slipknot has announced the first ever Snotfest Brazil set to take place on December 19th, 2021 at uh, some fucking stadium in Sao Paulo. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. Ah, uh, well, good. Yeah. All right, so apparently festivals, still a thing. We will see. Touring! Guns N' Roses will return to tour Australia and New Zealand in November of 2021. Good luck with that. I mean... We'll we'll see what happens, but yeah. I, I, what I'm surprised about is that like during this whole interim of time, they haven't like broken up. Who Slipknot? No. Oh, uh, Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses. Roses. So. Yeah. Well. All right. Here's some one. Here's a one-off here. Mm-hmm. On February 25th, 2020, mere days before the first case of COVID-19 was discovered in the United Kingdom. As the ongoing pandemic necessitated the suspension of modern society, a very special concert took place at the legendary Palladium in London, celebrating the songs of Peter Green and the original incarnation of Fleetwood Mac. The participants that night included Neil Finn, Noel Gallagher, Billy Gibbons, Dave Gilmore, Kirk Hammett, John Mayall. I guess that's Mayall? This Mayall. is Mayall, but I'm sure... M-A-Y-A-L-L? Yes. Mayall. Okay. Uh, Christine McVie... McVie Jeremy Spencer, Zach, blah, 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 Pete Townsend, blah, blah, blah. Uh, legendary producer Glenn Johns joined as the executive song producer, and the house band featured Mick Fleetwood himself, along with Dave Bronze, Johnny Lang, Andy Fairweather, Lowe, Ricky Peterson, and Rick Vito. 
The incredible one-off celebration will be screened on March 23rd and March 28th, 2021 in cinemas across the UK, distributed by Cinema Live. Details will be announced in the new year. Additionally, the film will be released on physical formats, a gatefold 4LP, 2CD Blu-ray media book, and digital audio on April 30th, 2021 via BMG. Cool. Well, I mean, I'm not I'm not a big Fleetwood Mac fan, so... Well, I, have, I, I had no idea who this person was. Uh, I, I did, I just... You know, again, I, I don't care. I was going to say, the only incarnar- incarnation of Fleetwood Mac that I really know of is the Rumors lineup, so. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right, you ready for heavy metal on the charts? Um, if there is. All right, well, check this out. Yep. Noteworthy points. ACDC has taken over the number one spot in 18 countries and counting with its brand new album, Power Up. The list of top charts include the number one spot on the Billboard 200. Selling over 117,000 copies in the first week. That's physical copies, right? Physical Mo- copies. Mostly physical copies. Physical copies. Okay. Number one on the Billboard 200. Yeah. Cool. For the first time since its release in 1981, and after a jaw-dropping 412 weeks on the chart, Queen's landmark Greatest Hits compilation has hit the top ten of the Billboard 200, rocketing from number 36 to number eight. Its previous week, its previous peak was number 11 which it hit in 1992 the nine times platinum selling career spanning collection also hit number one on billboard's vinyl albums chart with the second largest sales week of 2020 for any vinyl release that's that timing is unusual for real i maybe christmas but it's kind of early or i don't don't know know. that's a that's a little out there According to Billboard System of Downs, first new tracks in nearly 15 years, Protect the Land and Genocidal Humanoids, have landed at positions number one and number two, respectively, on Billboard's Hot, uh, hot Hard Rock Songs chart. Uh, uh, Protect the Land landed the chart with 2.7 million U.S. streams and 5,000 downloads sold in the week ending November 12th, while Humanoids garnered 1.8 million streams and 5,000 downloads. As a result of renewed interest in System of Down's uh, music, the band's 2001 album Toxicity re-entered the Hard Rock album charts at number 10, uh, 50,000 equivalent album units, which is up 32%. While 1998's System of Down has shot back up to number 11 with 50,000, blah, 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 which is up 308%. Crazy. Very nice. Iron Maiden's new double live album, Knights of the Dead, Legacy of the Beast, live in Mexico City, has registered the following first week chart positions in Europe. Uh, in Belgium, Flanders, number 10. Belgium, Wallonia, Wallonia, number 7. The Netherlands, number 14. Finland, 6. Germany, number 6. Ireland, number 29. Italy, number 14. Norway, number 12. Scotland, number 4. Sweden, number 5. And the UK, number seven in the u.s well they won't probably won't be reported until next week <gasps> billboard <laughs> all right are you ready for the billboard i'm ready all right number one as we know acdc power up that i'm really surprised about that yeah number one debut number one probably their first number one album in the u.s ever um number two pluto and baby pluto what? Oh, okay, 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 okay. I'm sorry. That's the album title. Uh, by Future and Lil Uzi Vert. The fuck is that? All right. 
Oh, God, advertisements. Yep. I thought that was actually my doorbell ring. So did I. All right, number three is a new album called Starting Over by Chris Stapleton. Number four is Positions by Ariana Grande. Okay. And number five is Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon by Pop Smoke. Yeah, don't care. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Number eight, Queen's Greatest Hits, as we have already spoken about. Here we go. Number 12, Rumors, Fleetwood Mac. Whoa. Number 12, Creedence Clearwater Revival's Greatest Hits, number 18. Oh, some some fogies getting up there. Yeah, Bob Marley and the Whalers, best of, number 19. Okay, people getting high. Yeah, everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Dolly Parton Christmas, 20. Wow. Yep, number 20. Christmas by Michael Bublé, number 23. Uh, I'm guessing this is a... A Christmas album by Carrie Underwood, My Gift, called okay. is number, number 25. We we're really just going to talk about Christmas, too. Yeah, I was going to say, we really don't need to read all the Christmas ones. Oh, well, we are going to. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, apparently, the Pentatonics have a new Christmas album out called We Need a Little Christmas, which is debuting at number 30. You need to shut the hell up. <laughs> You're going to just have to... What the fuck? A re-entry at number 36, Nirvana. The uh, self-titled Greatest Hits record. Okay, people are definitely getting ready for for a holiday or something. Mariah Carey's Christmas album is at number 39. Really? I guess they're not playing it enough at stores? Not yet. Not yet. Okay, well, it's after Thanksgiving, and they're they're officially allowed to now. Not yet. The best of Pentatonix Christmas Christmas is number 45. Mm. Guns N' Roses Greatest Hits, number 48. That's a Christmas album. Uh, of course, Charlie Brown Christmas, the soundtrack, number 55. Yeah. 55. I have that on vinyl. I need to get that on vinyl. Don't You have the Muppet Christmas on vinyl, right? Yeah, I do, and That's, it's friggin' awesome. That's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure, because I've, I've mentioned that a couple times on vacation this week. So. Yeah. Journey's Greatest Hits is at number 73, 73, Back in Black, ACDC, number 78, Abbey Road, Beatles, number 79, man, these are making climbs, Back in Black came from 83, The Beatles, Abbey Road came from 104 up to 79, oh my god, what the fuck is going on, a re-entry at number 85, Boston, self-titled album, Okay, there are definitely some old people who just discovered streaming. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's got to be it. That's got to be it. Christmas Classics by Bing, Bing Crosby at number 87. The Beatles 1 is at number 89. Greatest Hits by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers number 91. Uh, of course, we have Michael Jackson's Thriller at 94. Fleetwood Mac, Greatest Hits at number 96. Yes, here we go. What the fuck? Number 108, a re-entry. Kiss, Love Gun. What is going on? <laughs> I have no fucking clue. What the fuck? What is happening? Frank Sinatra's Ultimate Christmas at 115. All right, we got a re-entry from Amy Winehouse out of nowhere. Her Back to Black album is at 120. Smash Hits by the Jimi Hendrix Experience is at 121 and re-entry. I think that's literally the one album I have from Jimi Hendrix. 
What is happening? A Christmas gift for you from Phil Spector. Uh, that doesn't sound very nice. Is that re-entry at 127? Ugh. What the hell? Oh, my God. A re-entry at 138. Dark Side of the Moon. Pink Floyd. Oh, it's back. <laughs> it's back. It's never going away. <laughs> the Essential Elvis Presley is at 140. The Ultimate Frank Sinatra at 142. Oh, my gosh. What is happening? This is a weird, weird. Oh, my gosh. A re-entry at 152. Facelift. Alice in Chains. What? Oh, that may have just been. No, that I. No, that was previously. I was going to say that may have just been re-released on. No, that was a little while ago. Yeah, that was a while ago. So, uh, what? Yeah. All right. The classic Christmas album by Elvis Presley at 159. Kelly Clarkson, Wrapped in Red, is a Christmas album at 160. Re-entries. These are re-entries, of course. Yeah. Uh, the Essential Johnny Cash is a re-entry at 166. Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Greatest Hits, 172. Greatest Hits by Leonard Skinner, 174. Okay, what the fuck? Number 177, a re-entry, The Wall by Pink Floyd. What is going on? Greatest hits by the Eagles, 181. George Michael and Wham, Last Christmas, of course. A re-entry at 189. I haven't I haven't been whammied yet, so. So I tried so hard to find a video that kind of started off as something else and then went into that song just to make you lose. Oh, you ass. <laughs> I couldn't find one because obviously you, you have to hide it somehow, but yeah. I couldn't I couldn't find it. Yeah, so I was like, nope. "Damn, that's I, have, gotta, that's I haven't, I haven't lost Whamageddon yet. That's got to exist somewhere. Someone's got. You're trying to rickroll me. I get it. I, I uh, oh, I will. I will one day do it to somebody. I get it. All right, greatest hits by Red Hot Chili Peppers at 191. Metallica's Black Album, of course, a re-entry at 194. Classic album, classic Christmas album by Andy Williams at 197. Uh, and the classic Christmas album Perry Cuomo re-entry at number two hundred. What the fuck? Is, I mean, obviously it's not the right time frame for it to be related to Thanksgiving and, you know, you know, a whole bunch of people visiting their family to kind of sit there and show them Spotify and stuff. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, that, that, that was weird. Yeah, and obviously no, not, not, uh, not related to Black Friday sales in any way, shape, or form. True. So it's like um, just what exactly happened in the last week that the wall the wall dark side of the moon all, boston all these classic rock and whatnot bands or artists and everything like that just out of nowhere that's intense yeah that was that was spectacular wow so so i'm actually i'm actually okay with this week's list in some manner well the, of course the, the hard rock albums was probably taken over by acdc for the week mm -hmm. so. maybe that was it People went looking for ACDC, and it just started to play, like, 70s rock. Yeah. Love Gun. Love Gun. All right. You ready for your discussion here? Cause... I'm ready for the discussion. Um, can you pull up the list of the songs? I'm right here. I got it. All, All right. Great. So the discussion, in this moment, body count, I'm going to read the, the news thing, then we'll talk about it. Okay. 
So in this moment, Body Count, Orange, uh, Code Orange, and Power Trip are among the best metal performance nominees at the 63rd Annual Grammy Awards, which will be broadcast in HDTV and 5.1 Surround Sound on CBS Television Network on Sunday, January 31st. So real quick, read those four names again. In this moment, Body Count, Code Orange, and Power Trip. There's a fifth. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there's a fifth one. You just dropped that one off. Like, no, because no, no, it wasn't listed here. It's listed in the, the full nominees here. But the the fifth, the fifth nominee is Poppy. Yeah. It's Poppy. So, so real quick, do they have the song titles? Yes. Okay, go for it. All right, so first up is Body Count, Bum Rush, mm-hmm. Code Orange, Underneath. In This Moment, The In-Between, Poppy, Blood Money, and Power Trip, Executioner's Tax, Swing of the Axe, Live. Okay, so just for the frame of reference for, for listeners... So, I hadn't heard any of these songs prior to today. So, obviously, I wanted to do a little bit of research and hear what I I think and be able to kind of give a good judgment on what I think would be best. And my vote goes to Power Trip. Cool. Because, so first off, Bum Rush, Body Count, Good song, but I mean, I don't feel that as far as like being like a good representation of metal. Um, I found in this moment to be kind of meh. Uh, Code Orange was kind of meh. Poppy was repetitive and kind of annoying. Um, and Power Trip, I felt, encompassed a lot of what metal really is. You know, it, it just like. Some some riffs, general heaviness, some some gruff vocals. You know, it, it's basically just kind of like a a good straightforward representation of heavy metal as a whole. Yeah. Um, and the fact I just I'm just worried that it's a live performance, and I was like, do they just kind of throw that in there because the singer passed away, or like like do you think that this is kind of like a sympathy thing in a way or do they actually feel that this is this is you know as good a representation as I'm describing so well I also have a feeling that they probably put them they nominated them and they will probably win the award because of the passing of the singer yeah yeah I mean I would rather them I mean had he not passed I would still say that it's the best representation of metal, uh-huh. and I I would still want it to win, but I'm just hoping that they, they don't do that. Like you know, the sympathy vote. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, well, they were in the news because he, he died, so he must they must be good. Okay. It's like no, I won't. Like, well, the thing is, the, this show has never done much justice to 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 metal in general mm-hmm. or rock, because I mean. Do they even still have a rock category at all? Yeah, they have plenty of rock categories. They have a lot of rock categories, which I was like, I don't care about half of them because, like, you know, the only one who I actually gave a damn on the list was um, Fiona Apple. Mm. So, um, but again, can you even argue that that is rock? But um, as far as metal goes, I mean, there's there there's always so much metal that comes out in a year that could be. That could be on the list, but it's is so overlooked. Yeah, um, we could we could go on for an entire 
hour or two just you know looking through what came out this year and saying what about that what about that what about that what about that but i mean they're always going to go with something that's you know a little bit more you know well known commercialized or or well received uh, yeah and um i just don't i just don't really i'm not a huge fan of what they picked for this year yeah um Although, like I said, the Power Trip song was good. It was a good representation of heavy metal. Um, so if they won, I would be pretty happy. Um, the only other thing of note as far as the Grammys go um, is that the uh, guy who produced for um, Ozzy's new album, and I'm pretty sure he's a, the, the producer for Post Malone, uh, he's up for a Grammy for Best Producer. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, so, good for him. Yeah, so that's that's a noteworthy point as far as, you know, on the metal side. But um, otherwise, like, just the, the the Grammys, as usual, are a little underwhelming. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I... I prefer the Golden God Awards for us, I think. Well, I mean, the, the things that are more focused on metal, this is, this is like, this is way, this is mainstream looking at what they think metal is. I'm just waiting for like the big heel turn on that day. And then, you know, entry number six is Jethro Tull. <laughs> I love the heel turn. Yes. Just, just, just out of nowhere, you know, just, you didn't see them before because you know, they're, they're pulling a, they're pulling a Cena. So <laughs> Jethro Tull, that's a, that's a sign I want to see at the Grammy. If Jethro Tull wins, we, we riot. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, I honestly believe that, Power Trip should should get it. So, um, I, I and I know you haven't really heard the songs except for the Power Trip song, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't really, I can't think of it any other way. So, yeah. Um, did you have anything to contribute? Not really, no. Okay. No. So, what is our? You, you had mentioned the uh, discussion for our next podcast. Discussion for the next podcast, uh, or the podcast thereafter, we'll decide on that. Is things that actually didn't suck in 2020. <laughs> so, okay, okay, I can, I can definitely say that uh, the, the music that has come out has not sucked in 2020. So, I'm really looking forward to what this list has. Yeah. Uh, so. We, we we shall see. I looked at like one or two entries, and you know, I was I was turned off by the first one, and you'll you'll understand why when okay. we talk about it. But um, yeah, um, it's going to be a little bit of fun, and also we can kind of just throw in our own, of course, of course, positives about it. But yeah, we'll we'll worry about that either next time or the time before that, whichever one gets us to you know shortly Closer enough, shortly enough before twenty twenty one. Um, but I think that is where we leave it because, I mean, I can't say more about the Grammys. They are the Grammys. They are the Grammys. Blah. Um, so I think we'll make our curtain call here because Warrior needs food badly and, uh, Wizard actually kind of needs an egg sandwich on a bagel. On a, <laughs> on real, a bagel. On a real New York bagel that was brought home. By on, Warrior. Yes. By Warrior, so so good on you, Warrior. You yeah, what? Yeah. So um, I'm gonna go do that, and until next time, I'm Dan Mac, and I'm Chris Mac, and we are the Slime. Mm-hmm.